You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi. Fall season, we are in the midst of it right now. We can't say around the corner anymore because we are here. Teams are on campus competing in scrimmages and exhibitions. Eddie Acapinti, Greg Viscomi with you for another edition of Hawk Talk. Greg, we had such great momentum from our last one, our first fall sport conversation with quarterback coach Jimmy Robertson. We're so excited today to talk a little, a little soccer with women's soccer head coach Kylie Flynn. Yeah, and uh, very timely. Last night I was watching uh, 30 for 30, the two Escobars. Not yes. saying that, Not saying that uh, Coach Flynn is a uh, criminal drug lord. Um but that we know of. That is one that I had not seen before. Crazy enough. It's I, so good. And it was really good. And it was really good how they tied them together. I didn't, It was like surprise ending. I didn't know that they got smoked when they got to the World Cup. Oh, yeah. We, we the U.S., is yeah. the one that With beat them. Some of the ugliest. I forget those jerseys. Those are awful looking that yeah, we wore. It was the 94 World Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were horrendous. Awful. Like Logo Athletic. Remember that brand? They just looked jerseys. like somebody took the American flag and loaded it into a shotgun and sprayed it on our bodies and we ran out there. See, I always thought it looked like they put it on a slip and slide and then someone just did like a body yeah. dive. Yeah, like rolled yeah. up on it. Yeah, they were ugly. But anyway, I didn't know. So I, I am like prepared mentally to talk about the beautiful game with Coach Flynn today. I'm with you, by the way. It's a tremendous one. I, I, I watched that as well last night. We're so excited to talk to Kylie, who we'll bring in in a minute. You know, being at Monmouth for so long and being an assistant on such a successful program to then now get that spot, you know, as the coach, as the head coach. It's going to be great. And Kylie and I caught up um, after the announcement. You know, it's all on our social media right now. It's yeah, just it was a, a great interview. You know what? We had a great chance to showcase the beautiful campus and talk with Kylie. And this is more of a longer form version of that, which is great. Yeah, and, and now she's coached some games and her scrimmages, and the team is, like, fully hers on her lap, has a couple assistants we'll talk about. Um, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm excited for today's interview. And the last one with um, with Jimmy Robertson had has done really good numbers in, in, like, less than a week. We have, like, 90 downloads. And uh, we're, cl- we're close to eclipsing 3,000 downloads for uh, for since we started doing this thing. So thank you for everybody who's listening. Um, continue to share it on your social media. We got some pretty nice feedback from a board trustee member last time. Um, Mike Plodwick was nice enough to send us an email saying that he really liked the episode. So uh, the right people are listening and we just hope this thing grows from here. Yeah, we want to remind you, subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe is the best way to get this pushed directly to to your your feed. It comes right to your phone. It's like annoying. It's like an annoying text message like, it's not annoying, though, because it's this podcast. In a good way. You want it. What's the most annoying automated text you receive? Hmm. Because I make the mistake of signing up for everything, and I click yeah. the I click the box. Mm-hmm. So what's the worst one you get? Mine's Joseph A. Bank. I, I don't know. My wife, my wife gets like a bazillion of them. <laughs> I'm like, doesn't that, like, that, it gives me anxiety to have that little red button in the corner. Yes, me too. Uh, I don't know. I don't really sign up for ones I don't want. And if I do, I always hit, I, I don't want, you know what, I do... From time to time, I will get New Jersey political ones. Really? Uh, yeah, and like we're not going to get into politics, but it's not, it's not candidates that I would back. 
either way. Which is like, how'd you get my information? I have no idea. So I usually, you know, it's a work phone. I would love to be much ruder, but it's a work phone. So I just reply, stop. I think that's a perfect transition to bring in Coach Flynn to ask her, what's the most what's, annoying yeah. automated text that you receive? You get a Kyler? thousand of them. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> right? You thought this was going to be about soccer. Um, no, I love it. Um, so probably like Best Buy or mm. like I actually just stopped getting Bye Bye Baby. I'm like, I don't think mm. I need this anymore. Um, Forward those to they, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can, my friends might, but um, yeah, I would say like Best Buy or Michael's. Michael's. Michael's craft store. Yeah. That's an aggressive <laughs> so, marketing tactic. I don't know for sure, but like I think there are some people, and I'm not going to mention any names, that get all of those at once. And it's like, that would drive me nuts. Yeah. To think I was getting an important text message. I don't even know where my phone is. Getting an important text message and then finding it being just one after another of people trying to sell me stuff. Well, I'm like you. I can't have the notification. Like, it'll drive me crazy if I know crazy. it's there. Kylie, are you that way? Are you, a, you have to get rid of your notification or do you let them build up? Yes, no, I have to. I have to get rid of them. What about, so we have one person in the office, and now I'm like thinking about this over and over, because yesterday I was told that he gets mentioned more than anybody else on he, the podcast. He does. You mention him every every week. Damn. That's well, let's fine, just keep the streak. Mark Mormon in our office, <laughs> he cannot have emails in his inbox. His inbox is clean. Uh, that's no impossible. Way. Wait, what do you mean? Like there's no emails in He's it? He's not a coach. <laughs> by like by the end of the day, his emails are either deleted or sorted into a folder. And he wakes up the next day with like a blank slate. I wish I was. I that. can't say what I'm thinking. It's serial killer mentality. Well, that's what I was thinking. I don't know how he does it. Like I like I felt good. I got my inbox down to twenty five hundred the other <laughs> right, day. Yes. Yeah, right. Now like I read them all. I don't just ignore them. I read them all. But I got it down to twenty five hundred. I was like patting myself on the back. I was like, oh, we're making some headway. And then I woke up yesterday. It was at twenty six thirty. Like just over like four days or whatever. Just one hundred and thirty emails that I haven't like been able to clean out. And I'm like, man. I'm big on the leave. Like I'll read it and then I'm like, ooh, I got to get back on this person. I'll make it un unread. Unread. I. Or the flag. The flag. Sometimes I, I like that. So we've talked enough about our own <laughs> about nothing. communicative habits. Six minutes of nothing. I feel. But obviously, Kylie, we're so happy to have you here and join us. We, you and I were able to catch up, um, you know, a great video interview. That's like I said, it's on Mammoth Hawks or at Mammoth Hawks on Twitter. It's on Facebook as well. Please find it. Um, but we have the chance now to kind of, you know, in a more relaxed setting, just kind of get into it. So now a couple of weeks in the top spot, in the in the top seat, couple of scrimmages under your belt. How's it been going for you? It's been going. It's been going well. I mean, I feel like uh, the first month was just chaotic as far as you know, just the transition and summer camps and finding a staff and getting the staff here. And um, but now I feel way more comfortable. Um, you know, I I got the best two females um well and julio who's who's helping out too but the best two females that compliment me and just i know that are just gonna thrive under our leadership the girls are gonna thrive and you know they're already showing it they're already working hard and i can't thank them enough so we have a lot to cover because i have a lot of questions oh, it's good though it's all good stuff um let's uh Let's jump around to something you just mentioned. Can you, can you kind of introduce us to your new staff? Because I think they have some some pretty good uh, pedigree, and I think every head coach knows that they're you know you're kind of only as good as your assistants, and especially a young head coach or a new head coach, new young head coach. Um, so introduce us to your assistants and how integral it is to have them. 
Yeah, no. So Taylor, um, Taylor Laverty, she is coming. She's a Jersey girl um, from North Jersey. She went to Seton Hall. I need more sound effects. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we don't have, yeah, we do. Wait, why? So slow on it, because I'd be like, claps or whatever. We oh, want, you know. wait, drum roll, no. Yeah, no I'm just, my, not not on my game yet. Go ahead. No, Sorry. So, um, but she's coming from Delaware, so she was associate head coach um, down at Delaware, and, uh, you know, I've known her for a while through recruiting and um, just, just know her through the game and everything, and um, she she compliments me great. Um, she's, she's tough. She's, she just wants the best for the girls. She's an awesome person. And, uh, you know, we're, she's fitting in great and the girls are really taking to her. Um, and she's, she's just great. I can't say anything more positive or less positive about her. Cause she's, she just does it all. Does, um, does she give you some insight into the league a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, she obviously was there for five years. Um, she, she helped me like who, who should be on the ballot, who shouldn't. Cause I obviously don't know. Um, and, uh, you know, for the preseason, uh, you know, nominations and things like that. But, um, you know, I think she's missing Delaware and her, and her, the girl she's recruited. Um, she, you know, but she's here and she's ready to rock and yeah, no, I mean, having the CAA connection is amazing. One of the, the most interesting things that I always think about, right? I'm sure people would have seen Chrissy Turner leave Monmouth, right? So she's gone. And just assume certain things. But I think the really interesting, Kylie, thing to me is it's the people behind everything, right? So everyone can see how successful this program has been. And you have been, and really it coincides with you joining the staff as an assistant. So now that you get, and we had a chance to talk about this briefly, getting ready for our previous interview. But tell the people who don't know about you as much as we do why this opportunity is the right one for you at the right time and and i know the answer right you recruited right the roster the whole team but uh from a personality standpoint why this was the exact right opportunity for you because you've had opportunities yeah i mean i feel like uh just being a female um you know in general um playing at the highest level you're you're sought out by a lot of schools right and um you know, personally, I, I love I love Monmouth. I love the area. My family's happy here, and like obviously, that's you know not the main reason why this is I wanted this job so bad. But um, yeah, I just feel like um, I don't know. I I I was ready. It was like I've been totally. I've been my hands were in everything under Chrissy. Um, so you know, she was she was you know every every um every part of it, um, and then. Like the whole, like you said, the whole roster. Um, like you know, we it was me and her, like recruiting everybody. Did you? When did you know that you wanted to be a head coach? Not just get into coaching. I think people kind of miss that, right? Everyone, hey, coaching sounds great. Yeah. But when did you kind of know that you thought you were ready to be a head coach? So I thought, actually, I thought I was a really great assistant. I thought that was like my role. So and did I was a lot okay of us, by the that. way. <laughs> I was really okay with that, and um. But when this came up, uh, like something just clicked. I was like, "Whoa! Like, let's go! Like this, this team. I wanted it for the girls because I, I, I mean, I believe that they wanted me to to lead them because um, of all the relationships we've had. But um, yeah, no, I mean, now I now I'm like, why why wouldn't I ever not want to be a head coach? You know, I think um, I think it's a, it's great, and I think I'm doing uh, you know a good job for now. Um, but yeah, no, it just clicked like all of a sudden. We talked a little bit about Jimmy Robertson because he was an assistant and then he became a head coach. So I'd like to get your um, your perspective on it. But were there things that you had taken for granted that 
your head coaches in the past had done that as assistant you were like oh it's not you know i could step right into that role and then once you get there you're like oh wait a minute oh she used to do this i I have to do that yes yes i mean i think just the constant communication with every single player like knowing like what they from injuries to class to this to that um you know, some, you know, they have a wedding and they have to go to it and when can they go? And and I'm just like, whoa, I don't remember ever talking about that. Um, So just keeping that all organized and just being present and available for each and every single player. And that's, you know, that's 30 players. And I have two of my own. Well, three, if you count my husband, but um, it's just trying to be, (laughs) trying to be in like, keep my head space and, and trying to organize and get everything accomplished that I needed to do. But like Greg mentioned, it seems like the staff, and, and you saw it because you know what it takes to be a great assistant coach when then you transition to being a head coach. So now do you have that expectation for your coaching staff who obviously it's, it's with the exception of Julio, their first time mammoth assistants, they've been assistants before, but it's right. the first time doing it here. Right. So that, that was kind of, that's like the hardest part right now is like, I mean, Taylor and Jordan have been here for like a, a week or two weeks tops. Um, and it's just trying to teach him the way that mammoth does things or, um, but also they, their input has been amazing on how, how we can better it, how, how we can, you know, make certain, certain things better and what they bring from their programs previously and to enrich ours. Um, so that, that is great. I love, I love having that because it's been me and Chrissy, like me for 10 years and Chrissy for 24 years. And it's just been a certain, certain way of doing things. And I think a fresh new idea and just, yeah, a new approach to everything is great. Have you... Talk to Coach Turner. I mean, I'm sure you talked to Coach Turner, but have have you found yourself calling her and being like, "Hey, like, how do I do this? Or what do you what would you do here?" Yeah, I think early on, it, I had some, I had a lot more questions. Um, I almost feel like I'm too busy to do the small talk. Like, how are you? Um, I you know, obviously, I, I do care, and I we're good friends. But um, yeah, she and she's at, she's at UPenn, so they start a whole like two weeks later, a week yeah. later. So she's sitting there like. Um, <laughs> you know, getting ready. And I'm sitting here like trying to, you know, Oh, so I've just been doing so much that I can't, my brain doesn't even work sometimes. So, uh, yeah, but no, we, we do talk and, um, you know, early on it was like, make sure, you know, uh, we are agreements with certain recruits and, you know, um, scholarships and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, were, you know, mostly the talking points. Well, we know that she's going to be pulling for you, um, to, to be successful. One, one of the things that kind of, really takes me by surprise every year is how fast women's soccer it's it's like really just women's soccer how quickly you guys get into camp start playing scrimmages start playing games rush through a season and then all of a sudden it's like i'm gonna cheat and look but literally like the CAE tournament is the end of october and yeah. it's like you know by november 5th the championship because they have a little bit of space there you're either done or you're you know moving on to the ncaa's that seems like a really really crazy schedule yeah i mean it is it definitely is i mean we we came in on well we came in on tuesday and then we um, started practicing on wednesday and then we played Rutgers, six team in the nation like preseason poll team in the nation and we played them on sunday so we (laughs) and we were kind of melting on the field because we had the heat wave and we were so hot and we had to figure out how to put training sessions around this 99 degree heat. So, um, it was challenging, but you're right. We, 
we and we have three scrimmages and then like we get right into it. We really do. We have three scrimmages and then um, we start our games like a week after, and then it's two two games a week pretty much throughout till the end of October. Right. You're right though. It, it's it's crazy how. I guess late in quotes, women's soccer reports compared to the start time. Yeah. Right? That, that's a condensed preseason and then Kylie, the challenge of heat and everything else. So how do you get everything accomplished, you know, on the field that you want before that first game? Well, that that's, that's the hard part. I mean, um, three scrimmages is a lot. Uh, you know, it's, it's good because you're playing other teams and other competition, but that, that taper down so that you're ready for the game and then the recovery after the game, that takes away almost three whole days, even though you do learn things from the game, obviously. Um, so that's a little rough. Like, I think we've been trying to figure out ways creatively to, you know, teach what we want within a session of, like, a recovery or, a um, like, a walkthrough um, so that we're all on the same page because that stuff's, like, so important. Um you know, mentality is one thing to just like get it done on the field, but you you have to be organized. You have to know, you know, certain tactics um, or things, you know, rules of thumb that we like to do. And then how much of that process is aided with a pretty veteran team coming back? You know, obviously the, the good thing about this women's soccer program I always see is it seems to always have a, a really great mix of veterans and young talent. And, and you know, even in the years where it was, very, you know, the top, let's say, five scorers are all seniors, there were still, you could see those freshmen and sophomores that are like, yeah, they're ready for their next opportunity to break through. So with those veterans that are coming back, right, some of them taking the extra year with COVID and everything else, how how much of a benefit has that been to you and to the assistants as you, you know, get ready for not only Mammoth's first season in the CAA, but your first as a head coach? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I mean, I feel like sometimes Carabin's like the, she was my, basically my assistant coach uh, for for a while there because mm-hmm. she just had to take on such a different role than she's than she's had to. But you know, credit to her, that's the respect that I have for her, and um, you know, as as a leader and a captain of this team. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We we have um, nine newcomers. All right, not nine freshmen, but you know, a couple, um, two trans or one transfer, one grad transfer. So. Um, nine new players. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of the team that needs to get on the same page very quickly. Um, so, but no, the leadership has been awesome. Uh, you know, that, that to me, the leadership from the veterans, like, that's the locker room. Like, that's where you want that to happen in the locker room and, you know, on the field, obviously. Um, but just keeping positive spirits and and just having that leadership to kind of mold the next generation coming forward. How how tricky is it now with the transfer portal? And you mentioned having a grad transfer and another transfer. How was how important is it when you when you're bringing those players in to vet? Will they mesh with my team? Yeah, okay, they might be great soccer players, but are they going to come in and be completely disruptive to what's traditionally been a really tight team? Like your guys' yeah. teams in the past have been very close, and I think obviously that you know winning is a byproduct of that. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, not that we're like, you know, we, we do have this uh, personality like profile thing that we, we like to do in reference to um, shout out to Squad U. Uh, the guy, uh, uh, Fu Salam, he is amazing. And he, you know, he sets up this profile. And not that, that the profile makes or breaks like how we recruit or who we recruit, but it's more so just, um, you know, seeing what kind of person they are and how they, how they mesh on and off the field as far as like what makes, what motivates them. Um, so, I mean, like we, we've gotten lucky, I'd say with the, with the transfers. Um, we, I think you do a lot of behind the scenes stuff with other coaches and kind of mm. get 
like having good relationships <laughs> with other coaches, your colleagues, um, that is a big, that's a big help because they want, like, especially if you're friendly, they want to give you, you know, a good product or they'll, they'll warn you. Right. But we've been very lucky. I think, I don't think kids realize or kids, student athletes realize like they, they'll, they'll completely burn a bridge at a school mm-hmm. and maybe they don't even think they're burning a bridge or, and they don't realize that like coaching is a pretty close network and maybe you don't know somebody at that school, but you might know somebody who knows somebody at that school. Or, I mean, I've talked with other coaches where they're just like, I'll pick up the phone and call somebody I don't know and be like, hey, this kid's in a portal and uh, we're thinking about taking them. Like, what do you think? And and I would think most coaches are pretty honest. So, like, you know, I, I don't – I think some, some players just burn bridges left and right and it's like I think – you're doing yourself a severe disservice. But but isn't that a good kind of lesson for not only what they'll see now, but for the next 45, 50 years of their life? You if think. you burn a bridge at a company or in a department or whatever, how do you think that's going to play when you get your next opportunity? So I feel like what we've all seen, and, and I feel, Greg, it's a theme on a lot of things that we talk about here on the podcast between the portal and NIL and everything, but I do feel like all that is done and Kylie, you could speak to it more than we can, is forced student athletes, going to come out wrong, but force them to grow up faster, yeah. quite frankly, because now Be you're mature. making, right? You have to mature faster. You're making decisions, changing your opportunity. How do you do it? You know, do you, like you said, Greg, burn a bridge? Or do you instead leave, because you never know, where's that coach going to end up, by the way? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, there's so many layers to it. And, you know, Kylie, as you, as you kind of see, like you mentioned, this program's gotten lucky, but... I mean, it's not luck because of the evaluation that you have done to get to that point. But I guess the luck part comes in with how they click with all of the the players on the team. And it seems to be, like Greg mentioned, such a tight-knit group. They don't allow toxic personalities to kind of thrive. It seems like they they kind of, you know, manage themselves. And it's really interesting to see because they're such a mature group of student-athletes that always seems to be the women's soccer team. Yeah, I mean, they they're just good people. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. Like I said, luck a little bit, but they're good people and they come from good families. And if we like, I'll say we, as in the, in the past, like if we get, you know, a, a bad vibe or a red flag, you see something or you just, you know, a visit doesn't go well. Like, you know, we, we don't, even if they're the best player in the country, like we don't, we don't go after it. Cause we want them to be a good fit for, for us. We want to, we want to like coaching them. Right. And they got to like, learning from us. So there's just got to be a really good, a good fit um, overall. Um, there was something else. I was. No, there's so many layers to it. I feel like, like you mentioned, we, you know, like you hear Kylie say fit. And for us, and we probably have a Greg, a similar parallel in terms of maybe finding coworker or, or finding people to work here for open positions. Yeah, we definitely talk about, <laughs> right. <clears throat> Especially because of, you know, the type of department this is like, it's not, like I, I like I was talking like I think I brought this up already, but I was talking to a colleague in another school who works at a giant university, and I asked him, "Oh, such and such, have you talked to somebody else we knew?" And he was like, "Yeah, I haven't left the football building in three months. Like, right? I haven't seen anybody who doesn't work with the football staff in three months." And I'm like, "Wow! Like, I see everybody we work with on a daily basis." walking down the hallway. I mean, yeah, there's people who come and go or they're on vacation or whatever, but uh, it's just like a different feeling here. And I, and that's obviously a, a giant university compared to here, but it is just a different feeling. So fit is so important for us. It's like when we get into a room, does this person have the same goals 
and have the same drive that we have for Monmouth University Athletics as we do. Right. You know, and I think that's, I don't know, it's super important. So it, it, it feels that's kind of these two things mirror each other because yeah, you just want success. Kylie, you've been no stranger to success going all the way back. And I, we talked about this in our video interview, and I think people need to understand. We have some really accomplished coaches here that were tremendous student athletes, right? Just look up and down the hallway. Mm -hmm. They were really great student athletes where they played, you know, I mean, obviously like coach rice, like pops up, right. He was Dean Smith's point guard at UNC, but you know, everyone like Carly was a great field hockey player at Kent state. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of go up and down, you know, Huey's in the hall of fame and you know, all that, but we got to give coach Flynn the big shout out here to lead her program, which was the University of Tennessee, if you've heard of it, it plays in the the SEC. Rocky Top. It's a pretty big school. To lead her team in scoring all four years there. Yeah, it's to crazy. be an absolute striker. And and do you, I asked you this in the video interview. Do the do the student athletes know how legit you were? Because we're gonna tell them right now. No. I mean <laughs> I just don't, I, I mean, I, I'm humble. I don't go around saying it and showing it. And like, I mean, it was what it was. And I'm just thankful and appreciative of all the, you know, love and support I got from my coaches to be able to pass that along to them. But no, they do not care. You know, <laughs> you know care. it wasn't that long ago, by the way. <laughs> no, it like, wasn't. And I'm sure. YouTube exists. Like, you can look up clips. No, I, there's not much. Really? I don't think so. I've looked, tried because I would be like, oh, I just want to see like <laughs> my like. How did we play? But there's not much. Do I mean, we, I was in the time where now my my dad obviously Jersey, and I would go down to Tennessee, and he would. I had VHSs, and I had the the manager load, and now like I don't feel that old, but I had the manager copy the games on the VHSs, and I mailed them back to my parents when they couldn't come to the games, like. Hmm. That sounds like it's like 40 years ago. Yeah, I sound, know, I know. You sound <laughs> ancient, but it's, it's not. not even it's 40 not. Yet, like, I mean, Kylie graduated in 09. Like no, I know. These girls get clips <laughs> so, of every touch So do they better. Right. Yeah, right. right. Do better, Tennessee. No. <laughs> Seriously, though, I was thinking about this on the ride home, or on the ride in this morning or the ride home, one of the two. I'm like, I think she's the best athlete collegiately at the school. When you start going accolade-wise, oh it's, it's hard to argue because – I believe it it's was two-time SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Well, King is an interesting one because he just played so much. Like, for, for Dean Smith, he's he's in right. the UNC all-time lists. So, if you're making the short list, it's Coach Rice. If we're going just head coaches. Coach Flynn, Coach Rice, one-two. Yeah, no as, debate. As, as a college. <laughs> I'm I, honored. And right. I don't even know if... I, I don't want to get beat up, but I don't know. I think I might put Kylie up. Up top. I mean, her numbers are sick. You know when I when it really like dawned on me when we played at Tennessee in a softball regional, right? And somebody went down there and were like, "Dude, like her stuff's everywhere." We, <laughs> Kylie is all over Tennessee, so we're making you blush right now. Yeah. But I think people need to know, like, legit, super legit, and super difficult because we've seen in our role as administrators to see tremendous student athletes transition to tremendous coaches. That's a hard thing to sure. do. Right. And, and I, I, how hard was it for you to then stop playing and then be a great assistant coach because you're holding players to your standard doesn't exist. I mean, it's the best in the sec. It's the best in the best conference in the country. So how do how are you able to kind of mentally then go, okay, now I'm coaching and here's how I'm going to go about coaching. Cause that's gotta be like an interesting you know, not internal struggle, but thing for you to kind of go through. Yeah, no, I think it happens 
like it happened slowly. Like I, so I got hurt my senior year at the end. And then I was like on the sideline and my coach was like, yeah, you can help us coach. And, you know, trying to be supportive of me. And, um, yeah, we, I just knew it was like, it was my like calling. I think, you know, I tried to get like a real job and I was like, I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) not that this isn't a real job. Trust me, this is a real job, everyone. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. It, but I think it gradually, gradually happens. And, the more that you see the game, you're around the game, and the different athletes that you have that have different strengths and weaknesses, like you break stuff down and you figure out different like ways that the like people who can't serve a long ball, how you know dip your shoulder, like weird things. I start coming up with that start clicking with people, and then you know I feel like I'm amazing because I <laughs> they can kick it up in the air now. Like you know I'm talking about like the lower, um, like the kids in youth camp, and like you just you just the more that you can expose yourself to, the more you just learn and absorb and you're able to bring to your team, regardless of the age. Let's jump in. Let's fast forward. Um, two scrimmages. You guys, you played Rutgers, number six team in the nation, um, and then Wagner. What kind of changes did you see between, by the way, within two days of each other? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not like it was hot the last couple of days. Or yeah, seriously, no, that's, think, yeah, forget bad. about that. So, uh, l- like, what are you looking for between those two scrimmages? And then now you have a third one coming up in like five days or whatever. What 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 things are you looking for? And is it because you have so many seniors, so many names that everybody knows who follows this program? Are you just trying to get the younger players acclimated to the college game? So I think um, obviously starting off with Rutgers isn't you know the best. Uh, best idea um for us you know there's there's not a lot of room for error and i you know uh good teams like that will capitalize on those little errors that you know organizational things um and they did um credit to them always a good team always a good program um appreciate that staff and and what they've done there um but yeah so i basically my message to the to the girls in the beginning of Rutgers was like like this is yes the first game first opportunity um but it also this our season usually ends with a team at this caliber, right? Um, at least it did the last, you know, four out of five years. So it's more like let's pretend it's the end and this is this is our next opponent and we cannot fear because I feel like that is something, you know, when we rolled up to Penn State last year, <laughs> the girls are looking out their window and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's the stadium. That's the football stadium. It's bigger than our whole campus. And, <laughs> you know, and, like, we joked about it, but it's true. It, like, this is – it's different. So – you know, having a team like Rutgers with that caliber and then uh, the, the the theme was no fear. You just go out and play. You know, we've been in preseason. There's nine new girls. There's, you know, we've had two, two days of practice, three days of practice, and we melted. Um, so <laughs> it was it was no fear. That was that message. And then, you know, we go to play Wagner, and that's a totally different level, totally different level. And it was more just like, hey, they're going to come after us, right? So we need to value possession. We basically defended you know, majority of the game against Rutgers. Now we're going to have it. Now we're, now we're going to take pride in this ball and we're going to do everything we can to try to find the back of the net. So that was more of like a confidence type, like how can we play together and be on the same page? And then, um, you know, we have St. Joe's coming up and I just feel like those are just three perfect levels of, you know, touching in all the levels that we're going to see uh, this year and, you know, hopefully in the postseason. I think one of the the things that I know I find most interesting now is as this program takes shape in in your image, Right, and, and being such a, a key part of it for the last decade, and now it's your program. So I'm curious now, you look at your roster, and 
you know, how much of this team, you know, not that you want to change anything, but what's the, what's a soccer program in Kylie Flynn's image? I know you were an attacker, right? So I know what your philosophy is, but you know, from a, from a philosophical standpoint, how's this Mammoth women's soccer program going to look under your leadership? I think, I mean, yes, there's, there's a lot of like, I could talk all day about it. Right. But from like a non-tactics uh, standpoint, it's more just like enjoyment, like enjoy the game, enjoy each other, enjoy, like I want to enjoy coaching just as much as they want to enjoy, um, you know, being a teammate and, and working hard. Um, but it's, you know, obviously winning that <laughs> brings joy, uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, that's why we're going to try to take care of that aspect. But I just want the girls to be happy and, and enjoy what they're doing. Um, because I think you, you play the best and you are your best when, when you're happy and you're confident and you're, you're feeling, um, you know, support from your teammates. Who are who who should Mammoth fans expect really to to have great years for you? Who who are you kind of leaning on that you know are going to come in and, and and be great for you? I'm putting you on the spot. A little yeah, bit. no, I mean, I mean, of course, Lauren Carabin and she scored ten goals last year. Uh, so if we can get another ten out of her, whew, that'd be awesome. Um, Jesse Rossman, another fifth year, who you know she she really could play any position on the field. Um, she's comfortable at le uh, right or left back, and that's where we use her the most. But, I mean, she's just – she is a, a top-level player uh, that can play really anywhere um, in any any college at any level. Um, we're really looking forward to her. Uh, we got a great transfer goalkeeper who has – you know, I, I only watched her on video, and I was like, yeah, let's go. And she's, she's a very pleasant surprise um, and also a great person. Um, but yeah, our freshman class, like we just played Wagner last night and four, well, four, three freshmen scored one freshman scored two, um, but all the freshmen scored a goal. So, I mean, if that doesn't, you know, say that mama's women's soccer's future looks bright, then I don't know, you know, what, what would. <laughs> it, it, that was always the interesting thing, like getting ready to broadcast a game and just seeing how the upperclassmen, there was always a next wave of talent and it's almost like those young players were just waiting, right? And just, you know, ready for their opportunity. But I think it's such a, a testament to this program that they stay, they see it through, right? We were talking earlier about, you know, transfer portal and everything else. But, you know, Kylie, whatever the program has that makes these these student athletes want to stay, want to really immerse themselves in it and then take their opportunity and go, like you just look and see like, oh man, Alexis McTamney, she's so great. And then, right, then the next wave of players that come right. in, and the next wave Maddie of players Gibson. that come, Maddie yeah. Gibson comes in, and then right. you look at the raw, you know, Joe Conklin, and then you look at the raw Serena Jones. It's you could just name on and on and on. How much of the ownership of that do you attribute to these actual student athletes who were out there and, and doing it every day? Because it, I, I think it's so unique because we cover every sport here to see that kind of constant competition within the team. But also, yeah, when you go to the bench, there's no drop-off. You know, it's that player's ready to contribute, whether it's six or 60 minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously a lot has to do with recruiting, right? But um, you do get – some players do not come in completely ready, right? They're not ready. We know that they can do it. We know that they're there, but maybe they just never had to run fitness and they're not ready – physically or mentally to play at that level, but we know it's going to pan out. And that's happened a couple of times um, with some players. But, I mean, for the most part, I feel um, like we just 
they train in practice, right? We train, we work hard. Like even today it was a recovery day. Well, the players that didn't play as much or that the data didn't show needed to, to rest or to recover as much, like this is the time to get better. This is the time to compete. I actually said in the locker room uh, yesterday, I was like, listen, as much as we're, we're good friends and teammates and, and everything, um, you guys need to start separating yourselves. Like separate yourself. This, sh- this isn't sh- shouldn't be unhealthy, right? Like we... We train together, of course. Um, you're competing. It shouldn't be an unhealthy um, separation where you're, like, not going to pass somebody the ball, right? That's what I'm getting at. But separate yourselves. Play well. I mean, obviously, you're going to make mistakes. We know that. But, like, we need to see who is going to be, you know, who is going to take us to the next level and, and win games for us. And, um, yeah, just separate yourself. Like, who's re- who's ready to who's step ready? up yeah. now? Um. So last serious question before we get into the fun portion of the podcast. It's all fun. But it is all fun. The funnest. The funnest. Um, what is your, let's say I, I have my daughters looking at Monmouth University to play soccer for you. What is your recruiting philosophy? What kind of student athlete are you looking for to be part of your team? Good question. I think first and foremost is that we want we want a student athlete that is wants to be here. Um, I think it gets so like the recruiting, um, I guess just the recruiting environment altogether. It's it's taxing and like you know we just want people to want to be here because we want it. We want them to be here, so you want to have to be here. Um, but as far as like what we look for, I mean, I've always been a big like not recruiting for position, right? Or yes, of course, goalkeeper, but like recruit good soccer players. And hopefully with their skill set, we will put a good 11 on the field. Yes, obviously um, certain like body types and like, you know, athleticism is is suitable in different positions. But I've always just like, let's recruit good kids that want to be here that will compete and that like you want to coach. And you'll find, and they want to play for you. Like it's it's on them too. Like we want it to be an equal, an equal give and take. And we've seen that. I mean, there's a countless examples that you can see. Maybe a student athlete comes in at a certain position, and then in the course of their time here, they gravitate. Whether it's due to availability, whether it's due to roster makeup, I, I've always been so fascinated. And I, I feel like it's soccer more than anything else. You know, I know certain sports think they can be positionless, right? But it's just not true. Mm-hmm. But soccer. Kylie, to your point, it's one of those certain skill sets that then it's your job as a coach to see where they're going to have the most success. And I feel like, you know, I know Rob has had success doing it with the men's program, but the women's program, really, it's like, wait, she was, I remember coach was saying she was a left back in high school and now she's a forward and oh my goodness, she's scoring all these goals. And uh, it's just, it's really interesting for guys like us who didn't grow up around the game like like you did to to see it kind of that way. I think that's so cool that you can identify a skill set and then plug them into, you know, a certain role on this team. I, I find that kind of part of it really fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, everyone has like their opinions on, on that, but I just felt like we, if you recruit, you know, a good solid IQ soccer player, then, you know, that will be able to fill in any position, right? Like take someone like Jesse, like she really could play anywhere. I'm like, Jesse, I might need you in the midfield today. I might need you in center back. Um, you know, Hey, we need a goal and we're not finding it. We need to put you up top. Like, and to me, not that I would love, like, you know, obviously teams are made up of, of many individuals with different skill sets, but, um, you know, you would love those, uh, players that can, that can do that utility utility players. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to pivot. 
Well, we, in fairness, we started pre-recording. I know. We were talking about this. That, and that's why Greg, I was like, we are talking about fun stuff. Greg put a hard stop to it because he said, we've got to get rolling. This is too good. This is too good. So I'll let you take it from there. I don't even remember what we were talking about pizza. Well, that was the first part. So, Ky- so Kylie had a really interesting take. Obviously, we're, we're all from New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, certain of oh, us have, we've all lived out of the state. Being from New Jersey and going down to Tennessee, we didn't even touch on that. Go for it. No, we'll do that. That'll be part two. We're going to be talking again. On we will this be talking again. I got to start, like I write some questions down and then I'm just not very good. Anyway, it's the, beauty, it's the beauty of, of live to recording podcasts. Yes. Pizza Hut. We've Elite. all, we've all, we're all from Jersey. We've all lived out of the state. I think we have really good perspective on a lot of things. Sure. But your love for Pizza Hut before we started recording, I was quite it's surprised. Passionate. It's embarrassing if anyone ever. It's heard my love for pizza. <laughs> it's passion. I love that. I don't think it's embarrassing. I think we no, all agreed. We right? all love Pizza Hut. No I mean, one now pizzas the something different hut. about that that deep dish, like buttery, you know, uh, crispy crust in that it's personal delicious. pan pizza. I think it brings me back a little bit to like elementary school or something. Yeah, like birthday something, parties. Something brings and, me back. Yeah. yeah. Right. You read like three books, or said you read three books in my case, and now you got like a free. Pan pizza and your parents yes, had to take yes. you. They had to take you because if they didn't, it was like, oh, you don't want it. You don't want me to read, right? Right. You don't want me to further my education. Okay, I guess we'll just let this coupon go to waste. <laughs> I always, it, it was always a post game. You had that experience yes, too. You would leverage your parents with Pizza Hut. No, but I remember getting those coupons. I remember getting those coupons. Sure. See, what about like after games? I, I remember for us, especially in like the summertime. I remember like T-ball coach pitch. That was where you'd go. And you'd just be disgusting. You're covered in dirt. And you're covered in grass. so many of them open, and now there's, like, none. Well, we were just taught that's what kind of sparked the conversation, right. the one locally that just opened, because one closed, a big one closed, and then one opened that's takeout only. And right. then the They have little tables. We've kept, Gary Kowal has, we sent him on an advanced mission. Because didn't we order this last year? We had it at the NCAA tour. We brought it to Mark's house. Right, right. But you, somebody brought up the red cups, like, all of it. I First mean, you all, can't get stuffed crust pizza at... Vicks or Pete and Alda's. Like, you can't do it. No. And, and we, we love have, them, too. Right. Oh, we all yeah, have well, local really areas, that, right? Like I'm saying, like, that's special. That's really I, special. I have, like, re- <laughs> regional pizza loves. Like, uh, when I'm up here at work, like, Scala's and... Joe's. Oh, Joe's. Scala's. Yeah. yeah Scala's Th- I love those two places. When I'm at home, like, Brooklyn Square is, is a really, really good place down at Tom's River. Remember there was that really good place near where the Blue Claws play? We used to go stop yeah, over Bocalese. there. Yeah, I haven't been there in years. I think I was there the last time we had a baseball tournament yeah, down there. Maybe I'll have to swing by there. But, th- but there's one constant. If I'm going to Pizza Hut, I know what to expect. That's I'm fair. getting the deep dish. I want to drink out of the red cup. I want to get some breadsticks. My Not eyes are watering. Twenty-eight dollars a pie. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the problem now. Some of the more boutique places charge you the boutique prices, and there's a whole bunch of places between here and where I live that are tremendous, and a whole bunch of places that I, there was a time when fourteen dollars covered a pizza pie. What happened to that time? Zero shot. Because it doesn't happen anymore. Caesars. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, you want the hot and real. Seven Eleven sells pizza slices now. They do. That's the, that's, pizza's had a tough run. I, yeah, I can't. I mean, we're close. What are we doing in this country? We're closing pizza huts left and right, and we're selling pizza out of 7-Elevens and, you know. Yeah, like Wawa's and Wawa? things like that. No, it's true. It's true. I'm mad. We used to be a proper country. I think we that's what to. they say on social media. I think they say that. So, besides your affinity for Pizza Hut, which we all share, and your description of the crust 
Perfect. was like broadcast. They really should. They should be paying us to use that sound clip on their commercials. Should be paying you. Really, I'll take it. Nil deal. That's an nil yeah. deal. Exactly. NIL. Coach nil deal. <laughs> so besides that, so here's the problem: you have no free time to yourself right now because your head coach, your mom. There's so many things going on. But when you get free time, is there a show that you don't miss that you have to binge that you DVR or maybe it's on a streaming service that you're into? What what's the what's the show right now that is your ultimate escape when you get away from soccer, family, and everything else? So I'm a Netflixer. Is that a word? Made yes, it, it is it now. Up. It's a word. Um and I actually cannot find anything that I have really wanted to binge really lately. What was the last I show? I feel then? like I've seen them all. I mean, I'm well, I can answer your question. Don't worry. I love <laughs> She's watched all of it. She's watched the entire I just start at A I and can I totally answer C. that. No, I also do love like Home and Garden and like all that stuff. So okay. I could really just put that on and write some emails and watch Fixer Upper or Love It or List It. I could do I could do that all day. All day. I do love Love It or List It. It's a great show. I, those I never get it right. I know because like, you always definitely selling and then they don't. It's because they, I feel like the producers lead you down a certain path and you're like, sure. oh, I see what they're doing. And then they pull a fast. No, one but I you. even play the opposite. I even do the like, reverse, reverse psychology thing and I still get it wrong. Mm. So it's fine. You strike me like someone who would like that show. Uh, I've never seen Love It or Listen. <laughs> I, I, I have you're watched. Home Improvement guy. I, I have watched some of those programs for sure. Um, I just get like frustrated because I'm like, I can't do that. And like, yeah, I would love to have two people descend upon my house and be like what's the one where the two people show up and help you fix up the house with like your friends but they don't really let you do it they're no like, no oh yeah they're like oh look at you just hammering away there uh bring in the two dudes who really know how to do this get the hell out of here you and know? by the way the budgets on these shows no don't yeah, tell me I, that yeah. amount of money right. fix that because sure. i'm renovating a house right now and i can't even get a faucet it's insane so don't even do that it's insane but anyway um so give us a netflix show what's the last netflix show that you binged at least that uh, it, it has to be that Virgin River show. Mm, I think my <laughs> wife is currently watching that. It's yeah, that's total, on our like, list. Easy, easy watch. And, you know, you get a little emotions in there. You get some bad acting in there. And, yeah, I love it. Okay. I think Netflix, need, that's their wheelhouse to me. It's not, don't give me the movies. Sometimes they go a little much with the movies. Yeah, they tried to become like a movie studio. And, like, they had like two decent movies and then the rest are like oh yeah i know him and and then you watch and you're like oh there's a reason why this is on netflix yeah apparently the ryan gosling one that's out now is good everyone says <sighs> so i haven't seen like it an Indian, oh. uh, or, uh, no he's alien? a um uh no I, I mean i have it on my list i haven't watched it extraction was good after that they've all been eh. yeah i haven't watched it give me reruns of all the shows i want to see and then really good the Their Ozarks, originals are great virgin yeah. rivers yes exactly this the haunting of, I think when I had COVID like 10 years ago, whatever it was, <laughs> I watched like all those haunting of like Bly Manors, like all those. Yeah, they're good. They were awesome. They're really good. From what I remember, delirious, low oxygen levels, all that <laughs> stuff. What's the, so take us back to the fall of, let's say, 08. And you're getting ready for, you're getting ready to take on Kentucky or insert SEC rival. What's in your headphones? What were you listening to to get you fired um, up for a First, game? I had a CD player <laughs> that skipped on the bus. 
No, I think I might. By 2008, I probably had it like an iPod. You had an iPod. An iPod. An iPod. Yeah. Maybe, no, but I really remember being on the bus. I think that was like my freshman year with a, with a CD player. Yeah, um, the, the struggle of carrying the catalog of CDs. Oh my goodness, yes. Right? You have the album cover on one side, <laughs> the CD on the other side. All, you your, mixed, have the all your mixed tapes that you made, all the CDs you made. Um, oh, what was in it? I feel like... No, because I, so I love country now, but I don't think I was like a huge country fan then. Ironic, because um, you were in the well, area of the that's country, That's why right? I got uh, to be a huge country they fan. force it down your throat. <laughs> I think I liked all that, like, I don't know, like Eminem, you know, like sure, that. Like, sure, sure. Let's go. Um, I think that was more my jam. Okay. Then. Yeah. Eminem, let's go. <laughs> I think that's ever, your go-to, the, the pregame warm-up. I like that question because I always, because when, so I was not a college athlete, right? Mm. I was a high school student athlete, which isn't a student athlete because you're just, you play sports. You're a student. <laughs> and I remember like that was a big deal. Probably should have spent more attention on the actual doing of the sports. But I remember like it was a big deal. Like, well, oh my God, what am I listening to? And if you had a, a, a song that you liked and you didn't listen to it and then you played bad, that was of course the reason. Not because you didn't listen to your coach or you're not athletic enough. I think we got it. That might have to be a mainstay question we have. I like that question. It's to me, one. it's a good one. A good I one. went through a techno phase. That was fun. Oh. I don't know why, but a couple of, they're catchy. They're catchy still, and they get you going. You're still a Jersey girl. That's why. <laughs> I was going to say, let's be honest. Yeah. You're still from New Jersey. So right, right. Are. Just in my blood, right? So let, let the parent in me ask my, ask a final question. So um, you, right, you, you, you and your husband, beautiful family, right? It, it's, it's what those of us that just started a family like aspire. You both do. You both have beautiful families and I'm at the very beginning of it and it's it's wild. What's the show that my little guy is going to have to what's can, what can I watch with him that's a good kid show that won't drive me crazy? Uh I think at first Coco Melon will drive you crazy, but the way that it just like <laughs> just it tranquilizes them almost like they are <laughs> so I'm writing zoned this down. Coco. I mean Melon. Coco Melon, yeah, it's like just animated and the songs are cute and catchy and yeah. My kids are older. I know. So it's a little harder. Your kids I mean, are closer to babysitting my I mean, kid. my kids don't yeah. watch that now, but like when that, I could, I'm trying to do it for you when yeah. you're your little guy. Because right now he watches, he's mesmerized by two things. And we were those parents who were like, we're never going to put him in front yeah. of the TV. Everybody <laughs> says, Everyone that. says that. Or you're never going to get an iPad or something. Right, right. right. Well, he's, we and, have the, like and then you're <laughs> pulling all the hair out of your head and being like. Well, he just texted me the other day. So, <laughs> but he's mesmerized by two things and it's Bravo, the wife, right. and horse racing. When I'm home, he mm. loves the ponies. He's got yeah. a, he's got a pretty bad habit, but he loves the ponies and TV, it mesmerizes well, TVG. him. TVG, TVG loves TVG. Yeah. So that's why I asked. Uh, I, you know, it's been so long for me. The shows my kids watch probably aren't even on anymore. I will tell you one show that never let your child watch is Caillou. Caillou. Yeah. It was okay. a show on Nickelodeon about this little whiny kid mm. that you want to grab him by the head and punt him as far as you can. So if that ever comes on, just skip. We blocked it. I think my wife actually blocked it. So, so that like when people were watching our kids, they wouldn't put it on. Like yeah, my see, mom couldn't come over and be like, oh, what's this nice show? Right. That's genius that we can Locked do that it. with streaming services. What about the ones for, for both of you that have stood the test of time? Whether it's the Sesame Streets or like the Muppets, oh. Mickey, are those still in everyone's yeah. life? Muppets is great. Okay. The Muppets are great. We, somebody, one of my friends got us a DVD of like 
Sesame Street from like when I was a kid. Like, nice. Like mid eighties Sesame Street. <laughs> and we used to make the kids watch that, which is very, very dated. Cruel. Yeah. I can't wait till dated. they're talking to they're their like, friends what? and they're like, did you see the Sesame Street with <laughs> right, right. Prince? It was amazing. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like all these eighties actresses that are, you know, half of them are dead by now. Um, but um, there's a show that's on Disney called Gravity Falls that my kids watch, used to watch, kind of watch. Uh, it's really funny and really well done. So that that's right. a good one. I like that. I like that. I think it's cool. Um, the so the the, the um, Disney movies that we grew up with, right? The Beauty and the Beast, the Little Mermaid, sure, and Aladdin, the, right? Aladdin, and they're remaking them. So live action. Yeah, like in real life. Actually, my kids choose the animated ones because they're younger and it's like more playful but mm-hmm. and then like the lion king like seeing a real lion like talking and then they go to the zoo and they're like wait what like they can't <laughs> figure it out so, start talking they're, yeah they're all over the place um but yeah so i think that's cool because then we can like kind of relive it right um mm-hmm. without you know seeing how it's different and not like i went i we did those in the theaters like that was fun. yeah us too absolutely we th- that's our big thing now instead we'll turn the tv off and like my wife and i are having dinner and so he can't watch the TV. And if he's not playing, we'll do those songs. The songs yeah. from like those movies. Yes. So that'll get him into it. So thank you for the notes, guys. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And thank you for joining us, Kylie, because I know Greg and I, are we're all just super excited for the start of the season. I know the start of the regular season is scary close at this point, but we are not only excited for fall one in the CAA, fall one for Kylie Flynn and you running the program, but we're excited to see what this team has in store. And I know I speak for all of us who cover and get to work with the student athletes. We're so happy for you for this opportunity and excited for this fall. Great. No, I am too. And I thank you guys for your time and in your laughs. That was fun. I, I enjoyed myself. Thank right, you. We told you it'd be kind of easy. Yeah. We, we appreciate you. And um, listen, get out here. I'm going to cheat and look on a schedule because I can't keep everybody's schedules. August 21st, home opener. There we go. Season opener. You Albany. Home. Hesfield. Yeah, we'll, you guys will open up at Lehigh. Lehigh, yeah. Right. You Albany, Hesfield, 2 p.m. Sunday, August 21st. There's really no reason why you can't get out here and, and, and watch this team go. We've all been here for so long that we kind of forget that, you know, Coach Flynn's been here 10 years, but this is year one for her on the sidelines and in, in, in that top spot. And, you know, Greg, when, when that whole thing went down and the time of year it happened was unique, right? Like everyone assumed that Kylie would be have a chance to be the head coach, I think, of the women's soccer program. But the timing of it was weird. And I, I think May she, it, or was it? Was it even later than that? May, June. And I just think she's handled everything. Not easy. It's not easy, and she's handled it like a like a veteran in the sense of like, all right, thrown right in, let's get to it. I mean, she's got big shoes to fill. That team is dominant, and um, but I think Coach Turner would be the first person to tell you that Kylie was a huge part of the success that team has had in the past, however long. So um, now it's it's her opportunity to kind of take it and run with it, and um, I'm excited for. Her. I'm excited to to watch her kind of grow and be a head coach and, and the, the girls that she's going to bring in. And um, I, I think it was a no brainer for uh, Jen Sansevero and Jeff Stapleton to, 
you know, they did a they did a search or whatever. It was a quick one, but it was um, you know, she was always at the top of the list of people to come in and kind of take the reins. And that's what you want when you have somebody who's been here for ten years plus. Yeah, when you have a true associate head coach and not just like a title. I think sometimes people see a title and they don't understand, but like those of us that have been in this building for, every day for the last 16 years and have seen Kylie work for 10, no, she's every bit of what that was. And that's why the administration knew it was time to give her the opportunity. And that's what yeah, makes definitely. I think mom at the special place. We've had success stories with assistants or people who've taken over programs and made them their own and had a lot of success. So uh, she's got a lot of resources in the hallway, right. To go and, and kind of ask sure. questions to, but I think that's one of the cool things and it makes it easy to root for her because she's so supportive of everything that everyone else does, you know? So I, I know we're excited for. Her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got games starting up. We mentioned it with her. Uh, towards the end of our interview with her home game. But before that women's soccer home opener against Albany on the 21st, you get your first glimpse of the Mammoth football program on the 20th. An open scrimmage will be hosted here at Kessler Stadium. Um, that's a great chance if you haven't picked up your tickets yet to come here and do that at, but also a great chance to see um, if you're not seeing the videos on social, which you should be because they're fantastic from practice with what this football team is going to look like. And a lot of really good, Great buzz in person, on social with what this team is. And I think whether it's a national media member, Greg, or someone locally, everyone kind of has that same like expectation and excitement now for what this Mammoth football team is going to do year one in the CAA. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that open scrimmage on the on the 20th is a great time to come pick out your tickets, get your tickets if you ordered them already. Um, there's going to be an autograph signing. Um, I'm sure we'll have some kind of giveaways at that thing. There, there's some posters that people will be able to pick up. Um, and it'll just be a good little, it's 2 o'clock, it's the middle of the day. You go to the beach in the morning, you get off, come up here, watch some football, then go on about your evening. So um, love to see those those stands packed for uh, for that open scrimmage. MammothHawks.com slash tickets if you yep. can't make it there. MammothHawks dot com slash tickets if you can't make it and right now not only are football season tickets still available which is your best value mm -hmm. to see all six home football games but single game tickets are now available as well as men's and women's basketball season tickets so this is a great time it's august right before the busyness of september to go and make sure all of your seats are acquired gotten and ready for the upcoming year both mammoth football and men's and women's basketball get it done now cross it off the to-do list and then you'll be good to go come the school year yeah and while we're at it it's time for some new gear it yeah, is the, and I'm going to let Eddie kind of pontificate on all the ways that you can pick up some new Hawks gear. What's the next piece of Hawks gear that you need? I know what mine is. It's kind of a loaded question because we, we get gear. Yeah, it's a true. Lot. I mean, we're like on a, a different plane. Um, but I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of jonesing for a new sweatshirt. Like, okay. Like a hoodie. I got some, some older ones or ones that have just beating up running around doing stuff in them so I'm, i got my eye on maybe a couple couple new sweatshirts under armor sweatshirt i think i'm gonna go like quarter zip mm. because i i like the versatility right throw mm -hmm. it on with a with a, a collared shirt or shirt and tie underneath yeah exactly i love that's like the pj flex like, i i like that. little chilly right. outside do pregame thing especially inside. when you get to like that mid to late September and it's like 60 degrees at night. Oh, it's the perfect time to do that. And if you're going to get great gear, like 
the hoodie Greg mentioned, like the quarter zip I mentioned, there's really three ways in order to do that. The first way is you have to be on campus. You have to come to games anyway. You're going to have to roll by the university store, and you're going to have to come here because that's your best way to ensure you're literally walking out with something in hand. So yeah. you come. It's twofold. And you can try, you will try it on, but you got to at least size you it up. Yeah, hold it up. Yeah. Yeah. Come Put your to a hands game. on it. You can feel the material. Yeah. Come to a game, walk the campus, visit the university store. That's option one. Option two, couple digital options for you. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be, um, you know, customer friendly, if you will. It's 2022. It is. Two different great ways. ShopMammothHawks.com was our first digital uh, gear retailer. And you should go there. There's great seasonal promotions. ShopMammothHawks.com gives you... Customize a, a lot of stuff. Customize. You, you can uh, put different logos on it if you support a different team. Mm-hmm. You can pick out the kind of shirt that you have, and then you can uh, switch a team-specific logo, maybe a primary. That's the mammoth with the bird head or an M. Great way to do that. There's a third way to find great gear, and it's truly remarkable when you factor in all of the different schools that get this opportunity. So if you go to amazon.com slash Monmouth University. You're already at Amazon, so just put in slash Monmouth University. You're there. What do you buy? Groceries, right? batteries. Crap. Everything. Stuff you don't need. <laughs> Stuff you think you need, and then 10 minutes after it arrives, you're like, I didn't really need I didn't that. need that. I got to return it. It's amazing. If a day goes by where we don't get an Amazon box, I'm concerned. I have to ask if everything's okay in the house. Yeah, it's it's amazing is one way to Of all it. shapes and sizes. Sure. But if you go to amazon.com slash Monmouth University, we have a tremendous partnership with our licensing digital partner who kind of secured that. There is some tremendous gear there now. Kind of unique, different stuff. There's also talk. I mean, can we let people in here? Can we let them behind the scenes a little? Uh, sure. I don't know what you're about to say, but I'm game. There's talk with like a vintage line of some really cool. You remember that, right? Some really cool looking stuff. So amazon.com. I got to be honest, man. I'm actually really kind of juiced for that. Yeah. Amazon.com slash Monmouth University. Um, it's a, it's a page with men's apparel, women's apparel. Um, there's children's apparel as well as some other great gift options. Um, obviously you get the power of Amazon behind that. So the, uh, the speed at which it gets delivered is really, really good. Um, so a lot of really great things there. So the university store, when you're here in person, shopmammothhawks.com, fully customizable gear, and then amazon.com slash Monmouth university for a lot of, um, just uh, there's t-shirts, there's sweatshirts. There's some really great, like innovative gear that they have there as well. So nice no blankets. excuse. The blankets are really nice. Blankets look nice. They are. No excuse not to be geared up for the fall. No. And I don't want to see any old logo stuff anymore. Well, that's the cool thing about this vintage line that that's different. No, but it's going to be, they're going to be really cool with it. There's going to be some, like they're melding old and new, like they're Mm -hmm. still going to be new, but it's going to look old. It's going to look really, really cool. One of, I guess I'll just shout them out because I like them anyway. Fairfield did it. Yeah. It's similar. They had some awesome stuff in there and it was, I'm not jealous often of, of other mid-major schools, you know, at all. Um, but I, I thought that that was a really good job by Zach Dayton and, and the folks over there. They, that vintage line is really cool. So I'm hoping ours is half as cool as that. Uh, I know it'll be more cool, actually, because it's a hawk and not a deer running through the woods. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's going to be a cool line. So I'm excited for that. So, cool. yeah, that probably will be my next piece of gear. Yeah, the, the vintage the stuff vintage is, line. is really cool. So we'll make sure. You'll also see that on all of our social media channels as well, at Mammoth Hawks on Twitter. Obviously, follow us on all the social media on Facebook and Instagram. But um, we're in it now. We're excited. We had Coach Robertson on last week. 
Coach Flynn on this week, and it was great. So we are rolling. We are ready to – the year's in front of us, and we're all super excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and you're driving around. D- download these episodes. Listen to them. Each one has some really, really good stuff in it. Coach Robertson was awesome. Um, Justin Robinson was – obviously, you know, he's going to be great. And uh, we're just going to keep rocking. We're close to 3,000 downloads, which I think is pretty amazing in less than six months um, for, for kind of – the exposure we're having we haven't even really gotten on the radio when we're on a road broadcast and really kind of told people to download and listen to it there which we obviously will do um so we're still getting the word out there spread it on social media there'll be some great little clips up that um that mark and, and the guys in the back put together so and, and uh, if you missed any of the previous ones the beauty of, really the beauty of it is let's say you want to know more about you know our most recent hawk and the pro trade Dombrowski. well go back and you can listen last season we had a great mm-hmm. conversation it before really baseball good. season we had a great conversation with tony musket last year as well and all that stuff is still relevant go mm-hmm. back listen back and download and get yourself ready for another great season of mammoth athletics 26 episodes are all around an hour so you have 26 hours of entertainment right exactly and you know if you have a third i have a 30 minute commute every day so you know what in one day that's one episode yep 30 minutes to work 30 minutes home greg and i will be here all year long bringing you great content more great mammoth hawks information whether it's student athletes and coaches and really the goings on with with college athletics we're looking forward to it another fun episode of hawk talk and greg i know we're ready for the next one already we are ready and um we already know who the guest is going to be it'll be another fantastic episode thanks for listening like subscribe download today this has been a production of the monmouth digital network hawk talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites including spotify apple Podcasts, audible pandora and more all rights reserved